You're listening to the Great Synth 68 Podcast, the dedicated Birmingham City women's audio show bringing you the latest news and interviews from the club. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Great Synth 68 Podcast. I'm Craig Hadley and I'm joined by Chris. Chris, how are you today? I'm good, thank you, Craig. Yourself? I'm good, yep. Yeah. It's all good. We're, it's episode 41. I can't believe it's 41 already. We're, we're... Oof, time flies. It does indeed. Unfortunately, Kaz is working tonight, so she can't make the show, but we'll plug on nonetheless. Before we get into our recap of the Arsenal game, I'd like to give you a bit of news from this past week or so. We'll start with the news that it's been a long time coming, but anne Katrin Berger has been selected for the German national team. Less than a year after she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, the 28-year-old could be in line for her first senior cap for Germany. Almuth Schult was forced to pull out of the squad through injury, which allowed manager Horst Rubesch to call up the Blues keeper. Also announced this past week or so was the England and Wales squads for their upcoming matches. Blues' Lucy Stanleyforth is in the England team once again after impressing last time out with her debut goal against Kazakhstan. Meanwhile, Jane Ludlow has selected the Welsh wizard herself, Hayley Ladd, for their upcoming games against Portugal. The final piece of international news is that Shania Hales has been called up by Mo Marley for England's under-21s training camp later this month. And then the final piece of news for this week is that Ellen White and Lucy Stanleyforth have both been selected from the shortlist for the Football Supporters Federation's Player of the Year award. You have until the 19th of this month to vote for your winner, and you can do that by going to www.fsf.org.uk slash vote. That's www.fsf.org.uk forward slash vote. Coming off the back of the news then, Chris, obviously the biggest news is obviously Anne Katrenberg has been called up finally to the German national team. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm sure I speak for... For every Blues fan and and most um, most women's football fans as well, when I say it's it's probably the most deserved call up over the last few years um, on the international stage, the, the way she's played three four years now, in particular since she's come back from her illness, she's been outstanding. Start this season, superlative again, absolutely chuffed to bits for her, um, you know, and and I think a lot of you can tell a lot by by the reaction on on Twitter as well, and supporters and players as well, her teammates, the the joy that they've shared that that she's getting this opportunity finally. It's um it's fantastic news. Absolutely, she's one of the best keepers, if not the best keeper in in the country, and then obviously in Europe, she's not got the chance to play regularly in the Champions League, obviously, but. She, she's at that quality that she should be getting these sorts of chances and hopefully she takes the chances with both hands as Germany take on Italy and Spain in the coming week. It's going to be an interesting... Hopefully, hopefully I can find a stream or something to watch that, Chris, because it'll be nice to see her if she finally gets a chance to start for Germany in, in a game and see how she does with different players around her after she's been at our club for so long. Yeah, like you say, it'd be great to, to see her get... You know, if she does get time on the pitch you know not just in the squad it'd be really really good to see that broadcast and streamed like you say she's she's had experience of playing alongside our defense and and now she'll go onto the international stage and uh, and uh, test her capabilities there but I'm sure like she has done with, with everything else she's faced in, in her career so far she'll 
she'll blossom and uh, and thrive on it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's taken a new Germany manager to give her the opportunity, Chris. And Horst Rubisch is obviously seeing something in her that he wants to bring in. And we heard from Mark the other week that she someone's obviously gone down to watch her. And obviously, it's proven to be a case that it's come out to a positive outcome, even though Amuv Schult had to get injured for her to get the opportunity. Yeah, obviously you don't want to wish injury on anybody for for players to get their their opportunity. But I mean, was it the Chelsea game that the um, the scouts were down for? I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, she saved a penalty in that one and was instrumental in. To be fair, the scouts could have come to most games this season, and they'd have they'd have seen a lot of good in Anne. But obviously, the Chelsea game was was a real standout, especially with the penalty save. Obviously, so thrilled for her and. And hope she uh, hope she has an amazing time and comes back fit, ready for uh, ready for the, the the recommencement of the season. Absolutely, and other international news that we bring you, which happened, uh, I guess, after the last show. I think uh, Lucy mm. Stanley Fourth was named in the England squad. It's it's great again, Chris. Um, even though we will come on to the Arsenal game in a bit, but obviously. She showed some great, great touches in that game again, and that just she just um, deserves it, after, especially after getting the debut goal against Kazakhstan last month. Yeah, and I, and I thought she, um, you know, she showed a side to her game that you know we've seen her in in more of an advanced role this season. But alongside Chloe Arthur in that midfield against Arsenal, she showed composure and a lot of good touches. Like you say, the performances for Sunderland and for us at the start of this season. International call-up is fully deserved, and you know, hopefully, she can she can continue to put in good performances and and get goals like she did uh, in the previous match. Yeah, and the final ones were obviously Haley Ladd getting called up for the Welsh squad again to play Portugal, and Shania Hales a call-up for the under twenty-one England team by Mo Marley. The obviously Shania has not had too much uh, first team action for us this season but what she has done is obviously impress Mo Marley to get the call up yeah I, I think it was it uh, Charlie was in that squad as well and Connie I think yeah I believe so yeah so um, you know the, obviously the, there's there's Blues representatives in that squad anyway but obviously for, for Shania I think that's that's a positive you know that the management have obviously got their eyes on on players who will be who could come through into the under 21s at an early stage and hopefully be in that group for for a number of years before going on to the full squad and Shania's Shania stepped up this season and had her opportunity in games took it against Sheffield United played well and got the goal so yeah brilliant for her brilliant for you know more recognition for the hard work that goes on at Blues bringing these young players through Moving now on to the recap of this past weekend's game against Arsenal. Arsenal top of the table, of course, going into this game. It was a 3-1 defeat for Birmingham City, but in terms of the game, the first half, I thought we were flawless, Chris. It was, I was watching it with my dad, and he noted that he didn't even notice that Vivian Miedemar was playing until the second half. She was pretty much a ghost in the first 45 minutes. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because we, as, as Blues fans over the years, have, have sort of come to terms with the fact that we're a, a rung below the, the top tiers but that we'll give anybody a game and then over the last year and a bit we've we've slowly been getting that belief that that you know we maybe maybe we are ready to challenge we've got an opposition who have won six from six and scored 31 goals in the process you know have been absolutely unstoppable all season we go to their backyard 
with four of our first teamers out, you know, a lot of young players, and the, the bravery and courage that they showed, as well as, as you say, the quality on the ball, you know, I was, I was really, really impressed. You know, they didn't go there to, to sit back. You know, a lot, a lot of people give Blues the, the defensive label because, you know, we, we tend to win games 1-0. You know, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't a team that went there to defend. You know, that was a team that went there to, to give it a real good go against the best team in the league and who will probably be champions this season. I completely agree with you. That first half, it, we gave as good as we got, if not better, you know, and... And Miedemar didn't get a sniff, you know, only a couple of times I think the ball fell to her on the edge of the area. But as always, Megan and Aoife were there to, to sniff it out. But just the way we, you know, the way we, we tried to control the ball, that I thought the midfield trio of Chloe Arthur, Stan and Connie Schofield they worked really hard. They were, um, you know, their composure on the ball. And it's weird saying it after, obviously after a 3-1 defeat, but that first half, Blues fans should be most proud of any performance this season. It should be that first 45 minutes on, on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you say, Connie Schofield and Chloe Arthur came into that midfield in replace of Marissa Ewers and Hayley Ladd, who couldn't play in this one. And it, they didn't look like they were out of place. They, they looked like they've been playing there for most of the season, which is credit to them for coming in against the best team in the league by far and putting up more, more than a match for them, Chris. And as you say, the first half... I think they had about two shots Arsenal and they they weren't that great of shots and had to deal with one of them and turn it around the post. But we kept the ball and maybe against Chelsea, we were too maybe negative. We kept the ball really well again against Chelsea, but in against Arsenal, I think we took it to the next level where we were playing it around the back well, but we still got forward. And fans were quite critical against the, in the Chelsea game particularly that we didn't really push push for goals and against Chelsea we didn't really create chances and that was that's fair enough but against Arsenal we showed that we can pass the ball around well and still create chances and it showed what Mark is trying to create with this team in this Arsenal game is what maybe it didn't come off against Chelsea but in this Arsenal game at least in the first half we were showing what 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 he's trying to do Chris. Absolutely but what I would say is against Chelsea and Man City as well at home what you saw us trying to do, we just didn't play well enough. You know, we, we didn't keep the ball well enough. We didn't get the ball forward well enough at all in those two games. And, and it, but it worked. It worked on Sunday. And, and, and actually, we were keeping the ball around the back. We're, we're happy to have the possession. Um, you know, as much as it was a shock to, to the, the BBC commentary team, it, it's not a shock to anybody who watches Blues because... We have, we, you know, we we like to be in control of games. We like to have control of the possession. You mentioned Chloe Arthur. I, I've got to say that was that forty-five minutes was was absolutely outstanding from Chloe Arthur. I thought she was all game, in, in fairness, but certainly that forty-five minutes, she she was absolutely brilliant in that midfield against Van der Donk, Jordan Nobbs, Valti in midfield. Like you say, the the biggest credit you could give them, the biggest praise you could afford them is that we were missing Hayley and Marissa but actually, as you mentioned earlier, you wouldn't have noticed they came in and did an absolutely brilliant job. Yeah, absolutely, and another credit to Harriet Scott, I thought had a really good game at yeah. right back. She, she, her against Beth Mead was the battle of the match that was. They, she was getting so wound up Beth Mead, as Harriet Scott wouldn't give her a moment's peace throughout that match. She let her know quite early, didn't she, that she was 
she wasn't going to let her go. There was a um, relatively light challenge. I don't think it was a booking, you know. But yeah, and that from that moment on, you know, Beth Mead is a is a really really tricky, skillful player. You know, getting used to playing out on that left hand side and and cutting inside and and causing problems. But as you say, Harriet, you know, who hasn't played every game this season as well, another one who who if everybody's fit may not play. You know, we've played Megan on the right before this season. I thought Harriet was superb, as you say. You know, trying to marshal someone like Beth Mead in the in the form that they've been in this season. The back two, you know, Meadema didn't hardly have a sniff all game. You know, someone who's who's scored as many goals as she has. So, so many positives to check out the game. And I know it, we've lost three one. And re- really, in all honesty, it's as I, as I mentioned earlier, it's probably the performance that that I'll take the most pride out of this season so far. Yeah, I mean. Uh, neutral fans, at least in this game, probably didn't give us a single chance of getting yeah. anything from this game. And after the first half, they probably changed their tune when they saw how well we keep, kept the ball from Arsenal. And as you say, I don't think Vivian Miedemar's failed to score against any team this season. If she yeah. has, it's very rarely. And and I've, I don't think she's going to not score against most teams in this league, to be fair. Yes. But do you know what? It's, you, know, you, you, you say about neutrals, if... If if people haven't watched the game and they'll see the scoreline, they'll go, oh, okay, yeah, Arsenal won again. That's the thing about you. Know, you you need to watch watch the games as they are. You know, I, I watched the Arsenal Chelsea game and Arsenal caused Chelsea countless problems, countless problems. You know, defensively they were all over the place and Arsenal got in at will, uh, and that just wasn't the case with us, especially in that first half. You know, I think I think they'd have gone in in that first half. You, you could see the celebration from. The way the way the whole team celebrated when Nobbs got that first goal, they were relieved that that goal went in because they'd have been worried. They'd have been worried big time. Yeah, I, I agree, Chris. And going on going on to the goals, so the first one, it, it's ve- it's a, one of those very rare mistakes that Aoife Mannion probably makes the, the makes the wrong decision and she plays the ball across the box, which usually she wouldn't wouldn't. I don't think she'd try and do from like a wide wide position where she was out wide. And she plays it in. Jordan Nobbs obviously intercepts the ball and fires the ball past Anne Katrenberg for the first goal. But then Blues respond really well after that, Chris. And obviously we get the equaliser pretty much straight after. Emma Follis with her first goal for the club. It's been a long time coming. And it's great to see that she finally gets the goal. She, it's, she's out quite wide and she kind of bounces the ball off the floor and over the keeper. And it, it was a great finish and it just shows... That's the final bit that Emma Emma's been missing this season. She's been waiting to get that goal, and it's finally come. And it's it it's a finish that of someone who's really high in confidence. And it's surprised that she hasn't got more up until now, Chris. Yeah, well, you know, I, I thought throughout the whole game that, that Emma was you know probably our our, our most threatening player. Um, you know, she caused problems whether she was on the left or the right hand side. I don't know whether Arsenal were. So relieved that they got the goal. They switched up a little bit. Emma Mitchell, who who was pretty decent before that, up to that point, you know, switched off and and Emma's in and and you know, the, I don't know whether they got the goalkeeper's probably gone down a little bit too early. Um, and actually, it's made Emma's you know it's made Emma's finish a, a little bit easier because the keeper's gone down. But you know, brilliant for her because as you say, she's. She's deserved that goal this season. She's had, you know, chance after chance has, has unfortunately come by. You know, she's getting a run in the team now. Fitness looks up. You know, as you mentioned, really good to see her get on the score sheet, and hopefully that'll be the first of many. 
Yeah, I really do hope that now that she's got one, that the goals have come flying for her because it just felt like she was always getting in the right positions, but she just wasn't, maybe not had the confidence to get the yes. to score. And now she's got the goal, maybe she'll get more. After that, it looked like we could possibly get push on and get something else. But then again, another uncharacteristic mistake by Aoife Mannion. She, it, it's one of those, it's a soft penalty i guess in one aspect but in another aspect you shouldn't be putting your hands on a player to give her the chance to go down and uh, lisa evans obviously feels the touch and goes down in the box and the referee points to the spot danielle vanderdonk then steps up from the spot and sends Anne katrenberger the wrong way i don't know what Aoife's going through I, I i put it on twitter i think that maybe the constant uh, snub from england's finally got to her a bit and she's her, her concentration's maybe not what it was um, in previous weeks, what what do you think, Chris? It was just a uncharacteristic bad day at the office for her. Yeah, I mean the the first one is the first one is a difficult one because, as you mentioned, you know the the way we played in that first half, you want the players to be brave on the ball. FIFA feels comfortable passing the ball, you know, across goal. You know, I, I'm of the belief that she's good enough to play that. You know, and and unfortunately, it hasn't worked off that time. And you know, again. Against against other teams, maybe maybe we don't get punished, but unfortunately this time it's it's Jordan Nobbs on the end of it, and she's in brilliant form, and and she was excellent again on Sunday, and and she's punished us, but maybe that was on the mind. I'm not sure the, you know, I think Eva's professional enough that not to let the the England thing get to her, unless it's everybody talking about it. You know, I, I don't know, but I I think maybe it was more the the first mistake. Um, and the mistake is losing the ball, and then as soon as she lost the ball, I think it's human natural instincts that you know you you try and get yourself back into position by holding on to the player, and and as soon as she puts her hands on the player, she's going to go down, unfortunately. Yeah, and then at that point we're chasing the game, Chris. Uh, Mark's making a few changes to get fresh legs up front, and the players are obviously tired after putting so much effort in against Arsenal, and. They break down the other end. Lisa Evans once again involved. Plays it across the box to Jordan Nobbs, who finishes expertly into the bottom corner for 3-1. The scoreline obviously didn't reflect how well we played. And I think for some aspects, um, when they played Bristol, I think the week before, Arsenal won 4-0. But it wasn't a 4-0 result if you saw how well Bristol played up until that point. Yeah. As soon as the first goal went in, it seemed like the confidence went and they just kept scoring and scoring. So maybe again, Arsenal, the score maybe flattered them a bit and... They're obviously on a different level, but maybe not as high of a level as people thought compared to us before the game. It's down to goals, Craig. I think you know the, the, Chelsea won the league last year and were, you know, scored tons and tons of goals, scored goals for fun, and they were clinical. Arsenal are ruthlessly clinical at the moment. Miedemar is is putting everybody else to the sword. She didn't against us, but you know everybody else. She's she's scoring goals against. I think Nobbs, though, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll discuss this on next week's show as well. But you know, Jordan Nobbs, that that role she plays, I think she's the best WSL player of all time. She's just so dangerous. The way she took that third goal, you know, in the 90th minute, she's been up and down that pitch all game. Still got the energy to get into the box and finish clinically like that. It's putting teams away, you know, and that they score so many goals, it it, it can deflate teams. Um, you know, even though West Ham scored three against them, which shows that you can get them. Uh, and we obviously scored against them as well and, and looked threatening. But, 
you know, the goals that they will score, I think, ultimately will, will lead them to the title this season. Birmingham City remain in third despite the defeat to Arsenal, extending their lead at the top. A quick roundup of the other games in this week's action then. Liverpool lost 3-0 to Manchester City. I thought this was a bit of a disappointing performance, Chris, after they played fairly well against Chelsea the week before. It was a penalty, an own goal, and a goal from a very tight angle from Nikita Paris, who has now become the all-time top scorer in the Women's Super League. Liverpool kind of played into, the, into Man City's hands a bit in this one. The own goal was obviously unlucky for them, and then obviously the goalkeeper shouldn't be beaten at the, like a cross goal from that type of angle for the for the third goal. What, what did you think of this one, Chris? Yeah, I, I think Liverpool as well. The last couple of games, they've you know they, they've got a bit of confidence. Won a couple of games recently, but I think I think City. Are, it seems a little bit of a different City to the one we played and lost three two. They, they seem to have got that confidence back. You know that complex that they're better than everybody else and they're stronger than everybody else I think they displayed that on on Sunday against Liverpool like I said with Arsenal they they will score lots and lots of goals against teams up there that comfortably the second highest scorers this season so if you're scoring 30 odd goals in six or seven games then the chances are you're going to be towards the top of that table uh, and again I think they just showed their showed their quality, showed their strength against Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool played as well as they can do and, and, and have done recently, but um, sometimes it's difficult to do that against Man City. Yeah, absolutely. And Nikita Paris, top goalscorer in all time in the yeah. Women's Super League. Is it, given that she's still quite young as a player and she's beaten the likes of Rachel Williams and Ellen White who have been there and done it for loads of years now, even even if Ellen and Rachel come back and score plenty of goals at the back end of this season, you think Nikita Paris is going to overtake them again in, in in future seasons, Chris? She's obviously when she doesn't go down too easily, she's one of the best finishers in the league. Yeah, it's it's a remarkable achievement for her. Um, I think that's that that's the one thing you do say is that you know we we've seen it time after time again the ability she has got you know and shows on a regular basis. Goal scoring instinct that she's got. It's it's frustrating when she when she does feel the need to you know to mess around in in and around the area like she does. But hopefully, you know, we, we've mentioned before, you hope that that's that's on its way out now, and she focuses on actually the the side of her game that that we know is is very very good, and hopefully that that will help um, that will help England in the future as well. Yeah, absolutely. And as I think I pointed out towards the end of last season, she really matured as a player last season, I thought. She didn't go down as much towards the back end as she has done in previous years. Yeah, I certainly haven't seen it as much this season, I have to say. You know, so credit to her. Maybe the managers had a word that actually, you know, it's it's costing them maybe a couple of times. Hopefully, you know, we've seen we've seen the back end of that. And actually, we want we want to see more more goals from from Paris, uh, certainly in an England shirt. Yeah, absolutely, and that they remain unbeaten as well as Arsenal in this league so far. We'll move on to the next game, and that was West Ham nil, Chelsea two. Double from Ramona Backman in this game. The second one being a great strike into the top corner. I thought it was a deflection when I first saw it on Twitter, but then when I saw it on the women's football show, it actually she does bend it round the player and not off the player. What did you think of this one, Chris? West Ham are a weird team at the moment. They're they, they had that good that that four three narrow defeat against Arsenal, but the the recent defeats. They they just don't seem to be clicking at the moment. Yeah, I agree. The the Batman goal was was magnificent. You know, shaped it really really well. Used the defender as a shield and bent it into that top corner. And 
you know, for a side that have been struggling for goals in the league this season, yeah, they'll they'll be delighted to see to see finishes like that come in. You know, that players like Backman getting back into confidence. I, I think West Ham, yeah, it's it's interesting. You you keep waiting for them to click into gear. You know, they've obviously assembled a a largely experienced squad. You know, a lot of players from from Chelsea as well. So you'd have thought they'd have clicked into gear, they'd have gelled a bit quicker than than they have done. They do seem to be struggling still at the moment. They're our next opponents, aren't they? I think in two weeks' time, from their perspective, yeah, that they'll need to they'll need to get into gear and and start gelling a little bit quicker because you know the time's running out this season for them to for them to make a real mark on the league campaign. Then another big win for Reading this week. They beat Bristol City 3-0. It was Farrell Williams with two goals and Brooke Chaplin with the third. I thought. Fowler Williams' first goal went to the top corner. That was a great, great strike. She held off the defender and she's rolling back the years with the, the, the type of finishing we know she can do. And again, the second one, an instinctual half volley into the bottom corner. What you mentioned Jordan Nobbs being a great player who can play in that attacking midfielder role. Farrell Williams is obviously doing that for Reading, but she can obviously not get into the England squad in that position. Mm. It's, it's, it, it's unfortunate that England have two great players who play in that position. Neither can Jordan Nobbs at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> she exactly. She can't get in in that position. So now that, that's for that's for Frank Kirby, who yeah. probably <laughs> probably isn't the best person in that position. She might be better up uh, further forward, but we'll leave that Chris, for next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll leave we'll leave the the in depth talk to Chris has been briefly mentioning it. We've got journalist Richard Lafferty on the podcast next week. It's going to be great to have him as a guest. So if you have any questions, please feel free to tweet us at greatson68 or to me, Craig Hadley, or to Chris at AWCAIB. Any questions you have for Rich, we'll pass them along for next week when we interrogate the, the man <laughs> the man with a plan, Rich. So uh, we'll, pr- we'll go on to the final game of this weekend, and that was Yeovil Town against Everton. This was a fantastic win for Yeovil Town. It was a 1-0 win, their first win in the top flight since they got promoted when back when Lucy Quinn was still playing for Yeovil Town. So it was it was a great moment for Yeovil. If, if you've seen the highlights, Chris, Hannah Short with a goal. She scores from 45 yards. And when you hear that, you go, surely it can't be as good as it was. But she t- takes a touch on the volley. And Kirsty Lavelle, you, I don't think you can describe it any, any any way other than a howler, Chris. It, yeah. she, she drops it over the line. And, but for Yeovil, it's, it, it, maybe this is the bit of luck that they needed because they, they've been waiting for their first win and... It's great they finally got it. Well, we, you mentioned, I think we mentioned on, on the show a couple of weeks ago, the bad stroke of fortune that they've had in a couple of games. I think you, know, you think back to the Liverpool game where the, Jess Clark's deflected shot in the last minute nestles in the bottom corner. You, you think maybe maybe the luck has evened itself out now with, with that um, with that long range shot from Hannah Short because there's, you know she, the connection with it is fantastic. Uh, you know, she's... She struck it really, really well, but it's straight down Lavelle's throat. I don't know whether she's completely misjudged the the flight of it um, and thought that it was going to be a lot closer to the bar than it was, maybe. But you know, on the highlights, it does not look good for her, unfortunately. And like you say, she'll you know she'll be really disappointed with that. Um, Everton, unfortunately, unfortunately for them, you know, couldn't they had chances, but they couldn't find their way back into the game. Um, you know, couldn't get that equaliser, but you know, a brilliant, brilliant story for Yeovil to get that win under their belt, and and you hope that gives them a lot of confidence for the season ahead. You know, to 
to make it interesting down the bottom of that table. You know, it, it gives the league a, a, a better a better angle to sell itself. You know that there's relegation battles as well as battles going on at the top. Yeah, absolutely. And the way that Yeovil celebrated after that final whistle is something that even the most stone-faced of fans would would would, would not be able to not get a smile at that one. And it was great for them to to get that moment. As you say at the bottom, Brighton are in ninth place with four points. Yeovil are up to tenth place with three points now with their win. And Everton sit at the bottom with two points. It it's it's weird um, seeing that, Chris. Obviously, Everton they they were maybe a mid-table team last season and they've just I don't, I don't know what's really happened it, it just seems they're struggling at the moment and obviously compared to some of the teams like Brighton and West Ham who've come up who are just doing a little bit better than them Everton really need to turn it around if they hope to stay up this season it's a long way to go of course it could be something to do with them obviously moving grounds at the end of last season they've gone to Southport now as opposed to uh, Marine, yeah, I Marine think, last yeah. season, yeah. So that could, that it's, it could be just something simple as that. They've, they've changed grounds and they're not used to the atmosphere around it. It's a different feel of the pitch. I don't know. It's just, it. We'll, we'll soon, we'll obviously see by the end of the season if Everton may have managed to turn it around. But at the moment, it just, it just looks like they need to find a way to get out of the slump. So. Looking at the top of the table then, Arsenal lead the way with 21 points, Manchester City in second with 18 points, Birmingham City in third with 13 points, and Chelsea for the first time I think this season are up into fourth with 13 points as well. And that was the Great Sense 68 podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you may use, and search for Great Sense 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on. Keep right on till the end of the road. Keep right on.